0: Welcome welcome episode 2. It's the curiosity click today I have one of my very close friends Nathan Rube, one of the hardest workers. I know one of the best guys He's we've known each other for a long time and he's part of the new Edmonton Prep Academy WCPA along with his teammate Joey He's a six foot eight absolute demon genetic monster <laughs> It's not even funny. Uh, I'm just gonna let you guys introduce yourselves and Nathan you can take it off uh, Yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm Nathan Rube.
1: 6'2 uh, guard for Western Canada Prep Academy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a very uh, intellectual, spiritual kind of guy. Um, pretty free flowing. And uh, and yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah, my name is Joseph, Joseph Gopi. 6'8, uh, you know, I'm a demon. <laughs> <laughs> um, western County prep academy i appreciate you guys having me here today no,
3: we appreciate you coming on
2: bro. it's an absolute honor to have both of you guys i so, think with
3: the with the goal of this podcast especially with you guys now with following your hoop dreams and stuff is that we don't try and be as unique as possible mm-hmm. but as relatable as possible to other people going through like the same situation and stuff mm-hmm. so you guys somewhat far mm-hmm. down your track you can offer a lot of insights to young ballers and stuff right of course especially like inspiration to those younger guys. So I think
0: to start off, I'll throw it to Nathan again, is like, what's one challenge that you went through or one thing that you learned from that challenge? Um, I don't know, man. Like there's,
1: there's a lot of challenges. I feel like, um, finding or creating an identity is, uh, is one of them. I feel like, um, lack of confidence is, is also another one of them. Throughout this journey, I mean, it's it's been pretty tough to kind of um, navigate my way through all these different ob- obstacles and stuff like that. But um, I mean, I've learned so much um, just about myself, and uh, I realize that you can't really identify as anything. You know, a lot of people like to um, identify as as something that um, that they're pursuing, like a basketball player, in in my example, or you know, something else, um, but in, in actuality, you can't really identify as anything, and I feel like once you let go of that identity, um, you're able to pursue, you know, everything, anything mm. and everything, right? But basketball
3: so, is still a priority, of course, right? It's
1: still a priority, but I mean, like, you're, you're able to expand um, your options, you're able to become more than what you think you're capable of, you know? Um, I think basketball is a great platform, a great tool, um, to be able to pursue and uh, you're able to make a lot of like outside connections you know what I mean you're able to you know uh, make connections with life
3: and basketball and so when did your guys's love of basketball start at what age do you remember like a moment maybe like a memory oh man like it started when I was probably around eight
1: I, I told my dad I was playing hockey at the time um, I was a big hockey player and uh, I told him that I wanted to start playing other sports um, and like basketball was always his sport you know so he told me he was he was game he was down um, and he was going to coach me. Uh, he coached my older brother so you know it was pretty pretty natural to him and uh, and yeah, my, my passion grew from there
2: yeah. yeah, honestly um it was my seventh grade summer when I got kicked kicked off the team. It is my first time playing because I wasn't originally here. I wasn't born here. I was born in Jamaica, and coming here was like a huge change. I didn't know how to play basketball, man. I didn't even know like how to do a layup, how to shoot. My form was terrible. So, were you pushed into it because of hype? Yes and no. Honestly, like I just wanted. I felt like I needed to fit in somehow. You know what I mean? Everyone loves mm-hmm. basketball. Everyone, everybody wants to be a basketball player. Everyone's talking about Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Everyone's, you know what I mean, and. I feel like I just wanted to fit in that culture, so when I first tried out, it was like, it was new, but then at the same time, it opened my eyes that I can like actually become some, you know, and getting kicked off the team the first time, like, shit, it it, it motivated me. Like, so you like
3: the status that a basketball player got in Canadian culture generally. Well, like
2: going back to that
1: like identity factor, you know what I mean? Like it almost creates an identity. You kind of like feel like you're discovering who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah yeah like
2: it's like it's not even the popularity side of it it's just like feeling comfortable having something to like escape with you know what i mean like a lot of people use different things to escape with like basketball to me is where i go to like escape with certain emotions that i'm having or if i'm having a bad day i can just you know what i mean go hard on the court you know so Mm -hmm. some like stuff like that like some it's like uh, my grade seven summer was just it like that was is, it for me
3: is there a moment where it clicked where you realized you could do this professionally where you could do this as a career
2: oh uh, to be honest i didn't as a career like going pro or uh to be honest it wasn't i didn't see myself going pro i i said i had one goal which is to go college basketball it didn't matter what level what like you know what i mean where it was just college basketball because it's a small percentage of people that actually make it to the NBA, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not like you can't put in the work to get there. You can. Mm-hmm. But I think that in life, you got to have... You got to set yourself up where you know you can be successful. in. Yeah, exactly. So, so if it's not pro basketball, where else do you see yourself going? Uh, like sports-wise or just, just, in, just in, in life? In general, yeah. Well, like, I want to go into nursing... It's kinda of weird, you're gonna see a six eight nurses. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. But no, I just think that like nursing was like a big thing for me. Like my mom was like a kind hearted person, you know. Like she always took care of others, she always like put herself put others first before she puts herself. You know what I mean? Like she she's caring like that and it motivated me to who I am right now, you know. Like I'm always giving, I'm always caring. I I wanna see the best for others, so
3: speaking of motivators, I've always been curious because I have this and I go through this a lot. But whenever I get into sports, I always go into like a really, really dark place in order to motivate myself. What is your guys' really, really dark place? Man, um safe knows. What makes you give that extra hundred and ten on the last quarter? Um I've been through
1: through a lot in my life, a lot of challenges. Um I got that underdog mentality where, you know, I've been counting out. And uh I think that I use that to fuel me. Um I wanna show people that I can perform at the level that they don't think I can perform at, you know. Um, I I just I like to to prove people wrong, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And I like to um, work harder than anybody else and I feel like that's my my separator
0: at times. So you 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 are yeah, that's know that's, yeah. that's one can thing you about his work ethic. No, yeah, that's one thing about him is he's he's the guy that almost I hate working out with him because whatever I'm doing he's doing one more of he just always, he has this little like petty almost desire where if I'm doing 10 reps, he does, he'll do maybe eight and then take two second break and bang out another three, take another second break, bang out another four. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> leave me alone, dog. And it just pushes me that extra mile. So I know Nathan, like that's part of the reason why I respect him so much and why I've gotten so close to him was because I know that there's, there's this thing in his brain where he can't be number two being number two absolutely kills him right it just absolutely like kills him and it eats him up inside it eats him up every single day so he makes sure to just do whatever he can do that extra mile do that extra rep do that whatever just to put himself to, to, to that next level
2: so bro for me uh i say just doing it for my mom mm-hmm. honestly like whenever i do something i do it for her because the things that she's done for me in life it's like bro i need to make that up somehow you know what I mean? I gotta show up for her. So everything I do is for her. Like last minute in the game, we're down. Like I'm full, I'm lasered in. I'm like, I'm gonna do this for her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People doubt me, I'm like, you know what? My mom doesn't doubt me. I'm gonna do that for her. You know what I'm saying? So everything is really for my mom. My mom is my number one motivation. So
3: I think that's that's one thing with mothers, they always facilitate their boys into being like the strongest they can be. With fathers, it gets into a clash sometimes because it's too masculine side, so it gets difficult. So I wanted to ask you guys, what advice do you have for like young ballers who wanted to eventually go pro or go play collegiate basketball? What's the route they should take? Man, like,
1: I think that uh, you just gotta go hard. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's easy to say, but like, you gotta dedicate your your time, your energy, your money at times to to reach your goal. You know, you gotta you gotta sacrifice and put everything on the line, you know, you got to realize what's important, what's not important. Um, And just stick to the script. If you know what you want to do, then, then, you know, follow the steps, you know, make a blueprint. And uh, I feel like you just got to set yourself up for success. You know, you just got to follow that blueprint and uh, and and keep going. I mean, it sounds easy, but it's really not, you know, but um, one thing that people uh, lack in life is a sense of awareness they don't really they don't really understand that like they 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 got to stay on on course you know they got to follow that blueprint you know like I said it's hard to do but you you, get, you actually have to know what you're doing and, and stick to it you know make all those sacrifices that you got to make because at, at the end of the day you're going to feel 10 times better um, about yourself um, due to the fact that like you know you'll get those small rewards
2: yeah for sure like to be honest um, just believing in yourself mm-hmm. you know what I mean like there's gonna be people in life that like have no faith in what you can do you know what I mean and like if you believe in yourself you can do anything
3: so if you were to sit down with your 14 year old self have a 10 10
2: minute conversation yeah. is that what you would say believe in yourself i just believe in yourself and don't quit don't quit don't say you can't mm-hmm. because you can always do do anything if you put your mind to it. You know what I mean? Like, anyone on the stands can be like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. But if you block that out and believe in yourself, then you can do that.
1: You gotta think yeah. like, you know, you're telling me I can't, but can you do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just, it, it goes back to that, that confidence. You um, got to be your biggest fan. Yeah, you got to be yeah. your biggest mm. fan, but you also got to be your biggest critic, you know? Yeah. And, um, like, I told you, I, I experienced so much this year. And like, I think the one thing that like developed uh, immensely was my confidence. You always got to be confident in yourself, no matter what. You can't you can't worry about um, what the next person thinks of you because if you really think about it, if there's a thousand people in, in one room, and you're you're in that room with a thousand people. Everybody's gonna have a whole different perspective on you. Every single one of those people, you know what I mean? There's a thousand different perspectives um, on you, so you got to block it all out and you got to do what you got to do you know
0: just on that topic there's this poem that really resonates with me and and goes on to what we're talking about it's called the man in the arena Mm -hmm. it was spoken by uh, Theodore Roosevelt and I just want to read it out to you and I want to get your guys take on it Mm -hmm. so this is how it goes it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who who neither know victory nor defeat. So I just want to get you guys' opinions on
2: that it sounds like that like you can really resonate with that like me personally that really hits like at home you know because like I'm always putting myself in other people's shoes you know what I mean like if I'm playing a game I put myself in the stands and be like oh what am I doing right now like what's going on like you know what I'm saying and like for being like your own critic like I believe that you can be but don't be so hard on yourself you know what I mean don't put your don't put yourself down to the point where you're like mentally broken you know what I mean like still have confidence in knowing that you can still do it you know what I mean no matter how many times you have to do it you keep going mm-hmm. you know what I mean like just just keep striving for what you want don't let what others pe- other people say affect you you know so, so.
3: so let me ask you guys some questions about your specialties right which player in the NBA current or former do you try to base your game off? Um, it could be a combination too, that's fine. There's a lot of people that
1: um, I like in the NBA. I don't have one particular uh, favorite player, but I, I like Devin Booker. Um, I like just the role players, you know what I mean? Because like, on an actual team, you got to be a role player. And I feel like Kyle Lowry does it best. Um, I'm not going to lie. I feel like he's, he's the type of person that um, you're able to look up to. Um, he's like with no ego well yeah he has no ego here like he's the type of guy that'll take a charge uh, for the team I mean he's what six foot you know and he's gonna you know he's gonna stand in front of guys that are almost seven footers um, for the team and uh, and yeah he, he does everything necessary in order to win a championship and that's that's the type of guy I look for you know and that's a team player that you know puts his his life himself uh, on the line for the team because at the end of the day, without a team, you can't you, you can't beat nobody. So I, I think Kyle Lowry is is, is one one player. I'll say Shaq. Not
2: like in the sense <laughs> where he's like not in the sense that he's, no, sense that he's, <laughs> like, he's dominant. Like he's dominant. Not, not like that. But like he's a he's a pure post. Like you don't see him doing crossovers behind the back, step back threes. No. It's footwork, technique, everything. You know what I mean? Like he keeps to himself. He knows what his job is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like nowadays, you have bigs like, freaking taking half court shots. You know what I mean. Like he do, he knows what he has to do and he con- tr- contributes to his team however he can. So
3: a big just, with no ego is a lot better than a big chasing highlight tape. Because mm-hmm, sure. once bigs chase highlight tapes, they get turnovers and stuff, and it becomes messy yeah. for the whole team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think what Nathan was getting at was like. He doesn't necessarily want to be
0: the star. He wants to make his teammates look like the stars. Yeah. Like a dub for him is when his teammates get the MVP and they they fuck, they win the game by like sixty points or whatever. it doesn't matter who scores those shots, It doesn't matter who does this, it doesn't matter what happens. If the team wins, we all win, kind of thing. Exactly. Right.
3: So, bro, you said something interesting about uh, moving here and not having known, like not having known how to play basketball. Team move here.
2: Yeah, like. When did you move here? I moved here in 2015. I was
3: sick. I moved here like. 2020. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, um, people will say, like, oh, you don't have an accent, you don't have this. It's like, I do when I'm that's home. That's actually funny, you, cause you like, actually didn't have an accent. Yeah, like, like it's at home. Like, I leave the all that at home. Like, my mom told me how to speak proper English. Like, she wanted me to speak in a formal manner to anyone that's outside my home, you know? And coming here was, like, a whole different change, man. Like... When I'm was the, when was the moment
3: that hit you? Where it was like I'm in the place where they filmed the movies. I'm in the place where like this is the cinema place. What was your moment? Because I just came last year, it's still fresh. Along. I love mean, it.
2: Like just uh,
0: probably when the snow came. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw
2: I saw snow for the first time. I ran outside. I'm like yo, let's build a snowman. I'm like yo, let's build a snowman the snow. <laughs> And the crazy thing is, there's barely any snow on the ground. <laughs> it was, like, I was, was so excited. I was so excited, and I was like, "Damn, like, yo, there's snow." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. I guess my point
3: is, when I saw people with like attics and basements and like backyards, like, yo, you know, right? This is c- basements in front. No, I've always yeah. wanted a front yard. It's crazy. And
1: yeah, Trinidad and in Jamaica, it's
2: it's completely yeah, different, dog. Uh, it's, it's a whole different world. So, what yeah. was it like
3: growing up in Trinidad? Jordan?
2: Jamaica? Oh man, it was. Be honest, it was rough. It's not like you're not hand-fed anything. Mm-hmm. No one has a spoon in mm-hmm. feeding you. You know what I mean. You have to work for everything. Yeah, like it, you have to. Like my dad taught me that. Like be independent. You know what I mean. Don't let people have to help you. I'm not saying that you don't need help in life. But be able to put yourself in a situation where you can always help yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's where, like, independence comes from. Like, I've always, I just want to get my thing, I want to get things done by myself. You know what I mean? If there's help, there's help, sure. But you just, just, you got to do everything on your own, you know? And the lifestyle there was just, you just have to survive. You, you really have to survive because, like, some people don't make it. You know, like there's kids that are, like are suffering out there and people don't put people don't really talk about it because there's other things going on, you know, and it's like you come here and it's so different and your views are so different. You can't really like like understand each other. You know what I mean? Like there's just things that they take for
3: granted, like the roads, yeah, yeah. the sidewalks, the side- yeah. sidewalks <laughs> is unheard of. <laughs> yeah. <always. laughs>
1: Yeah, you, you guys in Jamaica had a lot of potholes, dog. I, I, I can tell you this one, bro. Rosie work. <laughs>
2: yeah, like, Coming here and I saw the sidewalks clean, I was like, yo. What's. No way,
3: is there something that like you thought was weird that Canadians did
2: when you came here? Yo, when I heard about poutine, I was like, <laughs> no, It's nasty, right? I ain't gonna lie, it's fire.
3: It's nasty. I'm like, it's it's see, fire. This guy's just fire. He's, He's just fire. So, like, I brought him out, him out, him out for doner
1: poutine. I'm He's not like, a hater. I just I don't eat poutine. It's nasty. But well, like right. when I like
2: when I first heard about it, I was like, yo, like a lame for that fries and fries, gravy and Jeez. cheese curds. <laughs> like, yeah, like, <laughs> you like, like you know what I'm saying. That's right. When I first I, I tried it, I was like, damn, this just open fire, you know? That's
1: right.
0: Yeah, I'm
2: saying. Yo, so how old are you? 19 19 so you said
0: you came here in 2015 right yeah so then that was like around your grade seven year yeah so was that as soon as you got here that mm-hmm. you got you were on the team and then you got cut like same year yeah that's that's what yeah. happened so how was that you probably you just got here you're in a whole new country you're trying to like create an identity create a you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're out of space and then
2: you go and you're playing for a team and you get cut like like yes i was i was i was sad yeah I don't know, like when i got cut, i was sad but then i said to myself like it's my first time out here you know like i can't expect to be like oh my gosh i'm good you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm gonna make the team like i just said to myself you know what like i got cut it is what it is i'm gonna come back though you gonna i'm gonna remember this mm-hmm. you gonna see me next year mm-hmm. you know like it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't where like i'm so brokenhearted where i'm like i just can't do this anymore no i I don't believe i don't want to believe in myself anymore like people don't see the potential i could have you know like it's like you build on that you you know yeah like you it happens it happens you just have to grow from it so So
0: did it also help you build like a social circle and a friend like i imagine it must have been hard like
2: oh to be honest i didn't have like solid friends until grade eight Grade, eh? I was just by myself, like, I go I go to school, I come home, go to school, come home, it's just, I had no, like, social life, I wasn't hanging out with people, I wasn't doing anything with anyone, like, I just stick to myself, because, like, the the, ch- the social change from Jamaica to here is different, it's not like you can just go up to someone and back in Jamaica and just make friends, what, what? you know, yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean, like, like living in jamaica like your houses were like literally attached to each other you know what i mean so you can just literally look over the fence and have a conversation with someone nowadays like your houses are separated like you can't really you know what i mean it's not the same genuine relationship you can have out there you know
1: well humans are made to adapt you know what yeah. i mean so it's like you had to take that time to be able yeah. to adapt to a different culture a different lifestyle all that stuff yeah. that must have been really jarring at
0: like a young age though like mm-hmm. i imagine
2: yeah man like I used to come home crying to my mom because I was like, yo, like, I like, I just couldn't make any friends. Like, I'm a social guy. Like, I, I like talking to people. I like meeting new people, but like, it was just so different that it made me feel some type of way. Like, it feels like I don't, I'm not wanted in that area. I know? can't
3: speak for the both of you, but did you guys have that immigrant mentality growing up of just keep your head down and do your work? Don't do it. Just keep your head down. You don't have to make friends or anything. Just keep your head down. Do your work. Finish your university. Yeah, for, did you guys for, grow up with that?
1: Yeah i didn't I, I i never really grew up with that just because i was born here but um i mean my mom it was a different story you know what i mean so she kind of taught me that as i was growing up just to keep your head down do your work stay focused um but yeah i mean i never really
2: had to deal with stuff like that to be honest i know it's completely different for you but yeah no my mom was like "Yo, you just just focus on your books that's literally how she put it. You know, focus on your books right now. Like, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And I came into school, and that's all I really focused on. So, yeah. I know for you, though, like,
0: it sounds like you didn't really grow up learning that. But as you got through high school, you had to implement that into yourself, where you had to teach yourself discipline, tunnel vision, keep your head straight, right? Do you want to talk about that?
1: Well, I mean, you would know best, too, yeah. because we... Um, like, going through high school together, I mean, we were both searching or trying to find that identity I was talking about earlier, right? So, I mean, once you realize what's important, what's not important, then that's really, when you really kind of uh, unlock that tunnel vision. And you kind of understand um, you need to start chasing what's best for you and stop worrying about other people. And, um, and, and yeah, I mean, like I said, you went through it, so mm. you, you know how it is. But... Um,
3: Speaking of identity, without cutting you off, mm-hmm. uh, can I get a comment from each of you on basketball culture in Canada, specifically Edmonton at the moment? Do you want to start it off?
2: Yeah, like, I think it's the culture is, like, really starting to expand, mm-hmm. you know? Like, Edmonton is being known for basketball now, you know what I mean? It's not like the Oilers hockey and everything, you know? Yeah. There's Hoopers coming out. Bro, we, and, went
1: to, we went to the quarterfinals today, and, I mean, the gym was packed. Yeah, Packed.
0: Yeah. Wait, quarterfinals for high school? For exactly. high school
1: quarterfinals yeah, and it was packed, packed all the way in yeah, the Scona I mean it was it was crazy man like you hear people chanting like it's stuff that you'd see in the US you know what mm-hmm. I mean and like I, I love it I love the fact that like you know basketball culture in Canada is starting to expand because I mean it's it's about time we've been known as a hockey
0: country for, for so long <laughs> yeah. you know so we're saying this is that especially in Edmonton we don't really have like a hip hop kind of culture right mm-hmm. it's kind of like White town and whatever hockey like oil, office, Yeah, oil. all that stuff, right? So then and then there's people like like you guys who are trying to make it Like make a name for yourselves in sunny with WCPA trying to make a name for Edmonton in the basketball scene And then me and you have a lot of like artist friends who are trying to make like mm-hmm. the music industry where it's not there Right. Do you feel like there's like this sense of like missing out where you're like stuck? Like in Edmonton kind of thing where you're like stuck in Edmonton at all
1: Um, I don't really feel like I'm stuck um, I like how everybody's, you know, trying to expand the culture in Canada. Whether it's, you know, you're making music, you're hooping, you're you're doing some, you know. Um, and I feel like because of those people, I don't really feel too stuck. You know, at least I'm not in like Alabama. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I like what everybody's doing. I feel I feel free. I feel like you know we could we can make it work here with mm-hmm. what Sonny's doing, with what everybody else here is doing. Um, I feel like Canada, not only Canada, but Edmonton in general has a lot of
2: potential. Yeah, like, I agree with him. Like, I just think that, like, we could just give Edmonton a chance for mm-hmm. basketball. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's only known for, like, hockey, the oil is everything, you know? Like, the culture is, is expanding and there's new players coming up. People going to the States. Like, we don't even know of you. You know Xavier Moon, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's in, he's in the G League right now. Mm-hmm. He went to the Clippers for a 10-day contract and put in work. Three three wow. 10-day contract. Yeah, like he Dang. went in and put in work and it's like he's representing for Edmonton. You know what I mean? No one's going to be like, oh my gosh, yo, there's, there's a hoop in Edmonton that's like that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And yeah, he's yeah. doing that right now. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. talking about him. And I just think that like not I don't really personally feel stuck. I just feel like I'm in the right place to... You know what I mean? Like, So you feel like you're right before the gold rush. Like you got in early kind of yeah, thing. Like you, yeah, you got yeah. got the Bitcoin back in
0: 2017. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah. you know, you're that young millionaire now kind yeah. of thing.
3: Yeah, sure. now I get that. So I wanted to ask y'all, cause since we were discussing like careers and basketball and stuff, what other different ways can you guys think about like monetizing your basketball skills? So you could monetize your basketball skills by teaching basketball going like a basketball coach at a school or something mm-hmm. right that's a different career path you can go down even if you like basketball you don't have to stop doing it
1: yeah I mean um, stuff like this the podcast I mean sharing our experiences and and uh, you know sharing what we've learned to those who would like to listen I mean I think that um, speaks for itself already I mean I'd love to be a coach I'd love to do something that gives back um, yeah i i definitely considered doing something like that because i like seeing the the basketball culture expand not only in edmonton but in canada in general right and like um i just i I like helping people i like you know sharing my thoughts experiences um, my perspective on the game and uh and yeah
2: yeah i feel like being like a basketball coach would be like something i would do because like like i said like sports can be something you can escape from. You know, you have kids that are coming in, like, you don't know what their life story is, you know? They might be going through the, the roughest times right now and you can see them playing basketball and you see a smile on their faces, you know what I mean? Like, you can teach it and you, you, you can develop someone into some something great, you know what I mean? Like, you, you just never know that the sport is just, it's very like, you don't know what's going to happen, you know what I mean? Anything can change, anything can happen and it's like, being a coach you can do that you can help someone out you can be that outlet for them mm-hmm. to express their feelings you know so.
3: so did your coach mean a lot to you i feel like you're speaking very like oh yeah sunny like, very
2: personally about this sunny like he changed he, he changed my view of basketball a lot mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i see the game so much differently than i did in high school
1: when well, the thing the thing about sunny is like he's a he's a people person first you know what i mean like he's able to connect with you Um, very in-depthly and he's able to um, kind of talk to on a level that most coaches don't you know Um, I think he's I think he's a great coach you know along with all our our, our other coaches you know Adam Boyd, uh, Dane, LT all these guys they're able to give you um, insight that I mean other coaches wouldn't be able to explain as in-depth you know or wouldn't be able to make other personal connections you know
2: so i mean he's he's huge i honestly think like he's also a genuine person Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like sunny sunny will tell you to your face what's going on he's straight up he's a straight up human being like he will not hide anything from you that's Mm -hmm. that's the type of person you want in your life you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Like, yeah, you can sugarcoat certain things, but, like, when it comes to the real stuff, you want someone to actually tell you what's going on. Because you won't get better, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys aren't always the biggest
0: fans when you hear that stuff. Like, at least for myself, I know I got the ego that sometimes I hear the things I need to hear, and then I'm struggling implementing that actually, like, you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes you
1: don't like to get called out or yelled at in practice, but it's necessary, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, And, yeah, I feel like Sonny, he just... He's great, man, like he's able to to do that, but he's also able to come up to you after and just be like, yo, you know why I yelled at you, you know why you did this. So, I mean, he's, he's like I said, he's great, man. You know, he's able to help you
0: change your game in,
1: in all aspects.
0: So, I got, I got I got a question for you guys. Is You guys are going to Calgary tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? You're going to play against Edge Prep, and then you're going out to, you're flying out. Where are you going again? South Carolina, North Carolina. South Carolina, okay. What's your mentality going into these games and what's your mentality traveling? What's all that stuff? Like where is your head at?
1: Man, my, my head right now is just I'm trying to get healthy. I'm trying to get back on the court. you know I've been dealing with this back injury for for a while now. I'm um, about a month and a half. So uh, as soon as I get to Calgary, it's straight in the pool. Um, trying to, trying to rehab, trying to get my back in shape just so I can get on the court. Um, that's where my head's at right now. I'm, I'm not really too focused on the games, just because I have faith in all my other teammates. Um, I know they're gonna go out there and do their thing, regardless if I'm on the court with them or not. Still be on the bench. I'll still be cheering them on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that our team chem- chemistry in general is just it's phenomenal. I mean, we were just talking about this on our way here. Um, there's no there's no other team like ours to be honest. For a first year prep program, like. We are taking team photos today, and it's like everybody just loves each other, you know? And so sure. I feel like not only my mentality going into the game, uh, but my teammates' mentality
2: is just we're going to go out there and kill, you know? Yeah, I just, for me personally, I just locked in. Mm-hmm. Like, locked in. I, I try not to, like, have outside, like, things on the outside affect what's going to go, like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen, you know? Like, yes, you got to take it game by game, but at the same time, like, you gotta think about how you're gonna do this. How are you gonna How are you gonna make yourself available for your teammates? You know what I mean. Like how like you just 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 going out there and just being a dog. You know, like you want to win a championship. You, you gotta win this. You know what I mean. Like do it. Don't do it for yourself, but do it for everyone. And that's what I'm talking. Like you said about chemistry. Like we don't do it for ourselves. It's not for ourselves. It's for us. We're a family. Like we say, family. What was it? what's when, what's when on two, one, two. family on 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we're a family, you know? And it's like, we do everything outside of basketball as well, you know? And that's what builds our chemistry. So whenever we do something, we do it for us. So. I
1: feel like our teammates at the very start of the year, um, along with myself, we were all playing for ourselves. We were trying to prove something. But now, you know, we're all playing for each other. Guys are diving on the floor, taking charges, you know, helping, helping one another out. And um, to add on to that, I mean, we're going into our games with no expectations. Like Sonny was saying, like we take we take these games uh, one by one, day by day, right? Um, we haven't won anything until you know the game's actually yeah. done, right? So, um, yeah, man, like we we can't go out there with any expectations. We can't look at a team and say, oh, you know, this team's pretty garbage. We're gonna beat them by fifty. Mm-hmm. We gotta respect all opponents and. And know that they have a chance, regardless of how bad their team looks. You know. Mm-mm.
3: So, what do you guys think is next for you in basketball?
1: What's the next step? Um, personally, like I'm, I'm going off to university, college next year. Same with him. I think. Okay. <laughs> are you Are you even allowed to, to talk about where you're going?
2: Oh, uh, I It's not It's not like done yet. But um, I'm talking to a coach in Ontario Tech. I just have to do a couple of applications and see where it goes from there, but, yeah.
0: So, what What are you, like, you want to go into nursing. Are you going to get into the nursing, like, program over yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. And then you want to go business, business, business year, right? Yeah. yeah. So, how about, I know you, you do a lot of reselling, right? Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges and everything that you deal with, and what are some things that you've learned, like, dealing with resale and all that?
1: Man, like, you know, both parents were, uh, in the, in the sales field, same with my brother. Um, they taught me a lot. They they told me, you know, one thing that really stuck with me is that you have to make the, the consumer feel like they're actually buying something and not feeling like they're being sold, you know? And what that means is you gotta connect with the person on on a deeper level. You can't just, you know, try and sell them a product and, and hope they buy it. You gotta be, you know, interested in the consumer. Um, and, and yeah, like I, I feel like um, it's all about that you know you you face nose and I mean what's the worst that can happen when you get a no um, I, I don't know man like I haven't done much uh, reselling this year but I remember when I had no job no money um, I was reselling clothes uh, shoes and uh, and yeah like it's all about how you you market your product um, the way that you speak to others you got to speak articulately um and yeah I mean there's, there's a lot that go into it
3: I have a question it's a big indicator of mine whenever I meet people who mm-hmm. are interested in basketball but who is your GOAT candidate <laughs> basketball yeah. do you guys agree on this or is it uh, good... I'm, I'm what do lying. you think what do you think I'm not gonna give my opinion now I want you to give your opinion first I'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm gonna say LeBron okay.
2: LeBron James
1: I'm gonna say MJ and the reason why I'm saying MJ is because I grew up as a Kobe fan and uh, Kobe Imitated MJ to the best, uh, to the best that he could. Yeah. And uh, I Kobe feel played like, against
3: better players though.
1: I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> but I could say, I could say, <laughs> I could say Sorry. that uh, MJ was the standard. You know what I mean? Like, there's MJ, there's Kobe, there's LeBron. Whatever you wanna, whatever you wanna put. You know, LeBron could be your goat. But I personally, I don't really have a goat. I think that MJ set the standard, and that's my opinion.
2: So defend LeBron, bro. I don't want really to get too deep in it, you know. Like the LeBron, stats is on your side, bro. Stats is on your side. LeBron is him. I can't. I can't lie. He's him. Like, look what he's doing at his age right now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no. Like, he's literally his head is at the rim when he's jumping. <laughs> how, how are you that old and you're doing that right is that now? About Thirty-eight, now? I think. 36, he's at 36 Yeah, 36. and he's doing that. Like his his accolades can prove that he's the GOAT. You know what I mean? Mm. Going from team to team, getting championships. Who's doing that? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. I'm not saying he did it on his own. Yes, he had teammates, but like, this guy was carrying teams on his back. Like, <laughs> Cleveland, he was carrying yeah. Cleveland
3: too. Like, nah, Cleveland, you know,
1: that, like, that was pretty close. You
3: know what I mean? And even before he left uh, for Miami, he got Cleveland to the finals with a garbage team. So a kind of
2: worthless team. And he was young doing that.
3: You and the stats know? on his side, isn't he the uh, highest all-time scorer now? He's, he's on his
2: way there right now, I think I believe he's second
3: one thing that you know determines
1: uh, or um, one thing that really sets legends apart from other you know people is the fact that like you know they're able to achieve so much, but it's not about the accolades it's about how they bounce back from their failures you know and that's one thing i I truly think is um very important. It's it's how you b- bounce back from your failure. You could be a GOAT, and you could be completely nobody. Nobody knows about you, but it's mm-hmm. how you bounce back,
3: you know? How do you see the Harden and Embiid duo playing out this season? It's I like, like that. I like it. Honestly, I think it's such a good trade.
2: Which uh, is Harden and Embiid? Yeah. Um, it was pretty even. Harden a lot. Harden needs a break, man. Like, this, this guy in the Nets, it just wasn't for him. Harden
3: is one of the greatest scorers, maybe just like second to KD. Yeah. For and sure. Embiid's an unstoppable force in the paint. Yeah, he pulled. He developed like a mid ranger too
2: now, so it's dangerous. I know. Like, think, uh, Harden going to the Nets wasn't his ideal place. That that wasn't for him. You know what I mean? Too many ball dominant. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like it's all iso basketball. You know what I mean? You have Harden, you have Embiid. You can work together. You know what I mean? They have chemistry already. They've been all stars a couple of times. They're close friends. You know what I mean? And it's like. Harden can have his own space where he can show who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know Rockets Harden? He was him. Was killed. Step by breaking ankles, yeah. like, bro, even though they're travels, I'm not gonna lie. Some of them were travels. But he's doing, <laughs> what, he's <laughs> doing, <laughs> he's doing what he's doing though. He's doing what he's doing though. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And I think the 76 sixers that was a great trade for him. So since you guys like really like the underdog mentality and stuff and really relate to it,
3: what do you guys think about the Chicago Bulls this year?
2: Man, I Going love the crazy. Bulls right Best now. Best young core
3: in
1: the in the league right now. I love him right now, man. I think DeRozan's exciting. Um, I've never been a, a DeRozan hater. I loved him on on uh, Raptors,
2: but I feel like Chicago is a really good fit. You know. I think, yeah, man. Like like I said, DeRozan. Like you said, DeRozan is he's insane right now. Like he's an underdog. He's mm-hmm. literally like an underdog. No one, no one believed he would do what he's doing right now in Chicago. He's showing off for Chicago. You know what I mean? He's, I think, I believe he's close to being MJ in some sort of record right now. Oh, I saw once, that. Yeah, 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 like he's doing, he's doing his job out there, and I think he's a possible MVP candidate too. Like he's doing what he's doing for Chicago right now.
1: Well, I mean, him, Zach Levine, have Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso's a dog, man. Yeah. I love, I love that guy. Um, they still
3: have Ball on the team. Yeah, they have Lonzo. He's, he's, he's a, a good boss, though. Yeah. His brother's
1: killing. I wouldn't say he's a bust, honestly. Oh, he just yeah. he, he wasn't on the right team. You know, you have he to He was drafted
3: second overall. Is that a second overall? Like is that a second pick performance that he's doing now? Like I is he putting out second pick numbers?
1: I can't really say he's not a second pick. You know, mm-hmm. everybody gets picked because of their own reasons and I feel like um he was just at the wrong on the wrong team at the wrong time, you know. Safe was telling me, um, go to a team where the coach accommodates you. Or like go to a team where, you know, you're you're wanted, not just tolerated, and I feel like
2: Lonzo's actually wanted. You know,
1: yeah.
2: like Lonzo, like even though he's not making highlight plays, and you seen him, but he's doing things for the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like Nate says. Like, is he like, not
3: double? Is he, he a double digit assist now? I believe so. He he's
2: not he's not there for the highlights. Mm-hmm. He's there to facilitate his team. He cares more about his team than just his personal. Like what it's he wants it's you know, the way he was, he was
3: introduced into the league yeah like overhyped
2: him with right? his with his dad and like big ball running him Lavar saying oh I want all my sons in the Lakers it's like it kind of gassed him to the point mm-hmm. where it's like you know what I mean he's, his expe- expectations are so high mm-hmm. you know and there's only so much one person can do Being I mean, the oldest
1: brother too you know yeah. he's, he's the one that sets the standard right? yeah so
3: yeah. how far do you guys think Lamela takes the Hornets Man, I don't know. They have a very young team, so um, in three years, I could definitely see them being a finals contender.
2: Maybe, yeah. maybe. I agree with that. I think right now, I say like probably in the yeah. second round, mm-hmm. around there, yeah, around there. Like, but like you said, a couple years from now, I'm definitely finals contender.
3: Mm-hmm. And then some of the the biggest bust this year was the Lakers, obviously. Spent the bag on Westbrook. I'm not a big Lakers fan. I just, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Adi, what do you think oh
2: about Lakers? God. Gosh, the Lakers suck right now. <laughs> it's, it's actually an embarrassment to watch them.
3: How like, sad is it that a 36 year old LeBron
2: is carrying AD? Bro, I think AG just, AD just needs to work on his body. Very injury is, problem too, yeah. This guy is fragile. Like, I swear, every time he comes back, he gets injured. Literally every single time he gets back.
3: Do you guys have tips on how to stay away from injuries? Man, I'm injured right now. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> right now, I'll say
2: my coach LT, he, he tells, us, tells us all the time, just ice. Just yeah, ice, ice heat, bro. Ice, ice heat, eat, stretch. Bro, like, before everything, like, before and after, ice, you know what I mean? Ice, eat the right foods, too, you know? It's, it reminds what you consume, too, right? So,
1: And I think mentality is a big part, man. Like, going through this back injury, it, it took a, a lot, or a big toll on my mental, you know? Um... And you just gotta stay positive. You gotta do the right things, even though you don't feel like it. You, you you gotta do it. It's got you gotta treat it like a job in order to get back on the court. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you really. And it also, I imagine with an injury, like it teaches you to reappreciate like all the things oh, you kind of take for granted, right? Definitely,
1: because everybody, not everybody, but I mean, like the the people that wake up and um, think that they can go hoop, you know, all of a sudden, like uh, that was me. I'd wake up and I'd be like, I'm excited to go hoop, you know, but like I wouldn't be as excited. Um, to go hoop if, you know, it were me now because I took it for granted, you know I, I, I would just think it's, it's there the next day, you know, but me personally even though I can't do it right now It's just like I wish
0: I wish I could So I have a question like I imagine when you're younger, you're probably watching all these games and everything You got these big-ass like eyes like watching everything, right? <laughs> like um, you're just dreaming you're thinking oh my god Have you reached that point where you're kind of thinking like damn? I made it and if not where do you think that would be where you think, like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I actually succeeded. You know what I mean? I, I did what what that little boy was dreaming about.
1: Um, I can definitely say at this point, like, you know, I'm proud of myself because I, I, I never would have really um, seen myself get this far. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody would have really seen me get this far, to be <laughs> honest. But, um nah I, I don't i don't think i made it you, you, like there's there's always so much more work to do like mm-hmm. once you've got that mentality that like oh i made it then that's when you slow down
0: mm-hmm. you know where do you think that line is gonna be where you can like sit and say never
1: never
2: there's no line
0: never just always mm-hmm.
2: always pursuing yeah I, I agree i agree with him 100 like like right now like yes i'm in prep school right now playing basketball even though i wasn't i wasn't given the chance in grade 12 right because of covid like I personally don't think I made it yet. There's still more you can do. So how did how did
0: COVID affect your guys' careers? Like that's like a two week uh, two year uh off like off from the game, right? You no know, what's it it? years? So not, I
1: right? see well so coming out of grade twelve, coming out of high school, um, I went to go play good hoops and I was thinking to myself, Hey, like, I can go to LA, I can I can take a trip or I can, you know, be able to play against these different teams and stuff like that. Um, and I thought Good Hoops was going to take me where I needed to go, but um, there were a few hiccups. We had to create, like, this this fall league, and um, things didn't go the way I planned. Um, but, like, I mean, without COVID, we wouldn't have been working out together and going so hard mm-hmm. in the gym, you know what I mean? So everything has its pros and cons, and I feel like, I mean, COVID is what it was. Um, I hate the fact that, like, it even existed, but um i did become better from it
2: yeah like to be honest i went to like a little slump. like i just i thought that was just it for me you know Mm -hmm. like i wanted to go into grade 12 show show what i can do and maybe see what colleges Mm -hmm. want me you know and just it hadn't just ended mid-season it was just like i'm done here You know and like i I sat at home i wasn't motivated to work out. i wasn't motivated to go to the gym at least shoot around like i just didn't feel like it was it for me you know what i mean like basketball wasn't my path anymore Mm. and then when wcpa came around i was like wow like a chance was given to me you know i can start back again you know and i'm here right now so do
3: you guys ever get imposter syndrome where you feel like you're not supposed to be there you're not good enough is there ever a situation like a big stage where you've been at where you've doubted yourself or like am I supposed to be here have i really earned this am i good enough no nah, i don't really i don't really think that i think that
1: everything happens for a reason um, whatever you go through um is supposed to happen and i don't really question anything anymore you know that used to stress me out
2: um but at
1: this point i think that everything happens for a reason and, you, and you're supposed to
2: be where you're at you know i'll say like yes and no like oh, when we first went to Toronto. Uh, I was like, damn. Big stage? Yeah. Like, you know, that, that was a big stage, stage, man. I was like, yo, like, I'm actually out here. Like, I, I went on a plane, traveled to Toronto to play ball. Like, the whole scene, we looked like an A, like an A, you like. Like oh, that, you that movie thing, thing you right? know, yeah, 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 like, yeah. I'm out here hooping, and I'm like. feel like you're like, in the like, USA? Yeah, and I was like, damn, like, like, am I really supposed to be here? Like, did I really, like, work that hard that I'm here right now? That kind of hit
1: me in Vegas when I'm like, damn, like, I haven't been to, like, I've only been to the U.S. once, you know, so we go to Vegas, and I'm like, I would have never, like, my grade 12 self especially would have never pictured myself to be in that position, you know, so I, I,
2: I definitely agree with that.
3: And the fans, when you guys have fans, how does that affect your game? Do you feel pumped up by the fans? Do you get nervous? What is it for
2: you, bro? Oh, it's a little nerve-wracking sometimes because, like I said, you want to meet their expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, you, f- you you make a mistake and you like, hear everyone go, oh, and it's like, Damn. <laughs> 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 like, like You want to constantly hear, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. But then you have your moments where it's like, you, you miss a layup. There's probably yeah. no like
0: higher than when you like do crazy shot or something and everybody goes crazy. Yeah. 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 Is there a
3: moment you guys remember seeing the the arena like erupt? Is there a moment you guys remember seeing the the court erupt? Was there was there like a buzzer beater? Like there was a Skona there was a Skona buzzer beater not too long ago that was something like, yeah. weird. Um I
2: can't there, I, I, I can't really
3: remember anything.
2: No, it wasn't I wouldn't say our audience was huge where it's like today at uh ainley versus like, well so, yeah because know? of all the restrictions yeah. and stuff
0: you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the the capacity was kind of limited mm-hmm. right yeah, so yeah i remember when we went to or when i went to watch your game there was it was barely anyone because it was so hard to get in it was so mm-hmm. hard to watch you know because they have like this mandate that mandate whatever so hopefully like now that things are getting mm-hmm. removed things get better
1: you know, vaccination pass. You know, some of my friends couldn't even come watch because they weren't vaccinated. So it's it, it was pretty tough. But how about
3: we go on an anti-vax uh, tangent right now? How <laughs> oh, we just how yeah, we get super vax. anti-vax it's right it's now?
1: Pretty political. political. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Everybody has their own. Everybody has their own perspectives. You know, I kind of I don't really like to pick one side. I kind of like to be neutral or in mm-hmm. the middle. You know, because it's just it's a war at that point.
0: Yeah, I feel like the the neutral opinion is everybody should get vax, but make your own decision and choose what you want. And there's a lot of stuff going out there.
3: I think there's uh, nothing wrong with vaccines. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of aluminum running through your arms and stuff. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> a bit of aluminum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's all right. We'll see you know, in three five to five, five years as well. <laughs> <laughs> but Yo, I think we're all vaccinated. vaccinated, yeah, though, vaccinated. So we're all
0: going to be little zombies walking around. <laughs> no more than two doses. Yeah.
3: Yo, who got more than two
0: doses? Did you get a third dose? No. Okay. Not yeah. I think we're going to though. We'll see. I don't know, I don't know. Not no point in getting into politics. But um I guess how do you how do you guys feel about um just just I th- I think we're getting to our end, right? So is there like ending remarks or things that like kind of conclude your basketball journey and like
3: You know what? Give a quote right now so when you come back in five years and you're a big baller, you can look at yourself and go, Oh shit, I wrote <laughs> Oh damn, he's such an idiot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um it's not really a quote, but I just say live in the moment, man. Like, as our season's coming to an end, I feel like um, Sunny gave us a huge spiel on uh, living in the moment, cherishing every every uh, single second that you guys got together, you know? Um, our team this year was so special. It's, it's one of the best teams I've been on. Um, and I think that as our season was coming to an end and I was experiencing injuries and, you know... Um, I think that living in the moment is, is definitely some piece of advice I'd mm-hmm. give to people because once you start to live in the moment, you really like cherish every single second that you got um, with the people around you, with every experience that you, you go through. And, um, and yeah, man, like, it's, it's special. You, you really start to, to feel like you're, you're a part of something bigger than yourself when, when you truly live in the moment. Joe, closing remarks.
3: I think I'll just
2: keep it simple, I'll just say just believe in yourself. You know what I mean? Like I starting the season like let's put it, I'm kinda of get it a little bit personal, but like being a season, I was heavy. You are young ass nate, like I was like pushing like 300 pounds. Let's like, get slim skinny, now bro. And like mm-hmm. I, right,
3: bro, some guys you think
2: I really you appreciate you. That, Like And like I worked so hard every day. To make sure that I can get myself to a position where I know I can do the things I used to do, and the reason why I, I got to that type of, that way was because like like I said, COVID just did it for me. Like I didn't know what uh, what else to do, you know. Basketball was my way of just working out and just having fun and just You're being escaped. myself, you know. Yeah, my yeah. escape, right? And having like the envi- being in an environment where others believed in you, like Nate. Oh man, like in Toronto, this this guy had my back everything even though when i was heavy i was heavy heavy like I, I looked slow as hell and he was he was he had my back through it all you know what i mean and it made me believe in myself more and i pushed myself to where i'm in a position where i'm like i'm happy
3: that's one thing that i've noticed Sue safe said this a while back is that your friends kind of determine the person you're going to become mm-hmm. i didn't believe that it gave him a lot of pushback but now i feel like it's a lot true because your friends hold you accountable and you hold them yeah. accountable and it's a cycle of just self-improvement between both of y'all so that's what a good friendship is supposed to look like not a toxic friendship where you guys yeah. egg yourselves to do terrible shit. you know yeah so uh and i think that's it thank you so much it's, it's, it's a great it
0: pleasure to have you guys you guys really gave us like a, a great talk a lot of great stories thank you so much
3: and honored to have this be the the first guest episode we record yeah honored to be here
0: man yeah thank you so much yeah, i appreciate right, you guys. So see y'all later.